Hello and welcome to Hey Art What's Good. We are a podcast where we like to talk about art up north and see what's good with it. My name is Alice. And my name is Rosie. And something we like to do here on Hey Art What's Good is to kind of check in with each other and see what's good with us because we do fun cool things. What's good with you at the minute, Rosie? Well, thank you for asking. Um, Recently, I might have mentioned it on the podcast a little while ago, I said I was going to Brighton and Bristol to hang out with my dear pals, uh, Emma, who's doing her master's in Brighton, and then our friends Jess and Kid, who have moved to Bristol, eternally sad. (laughs) I mean, it's really cool. It's like one of the coolest cities, but it was just a wonderful week of an actual holiday. I had a great time, and I like treated myself to like nice food and drinks and lost my voice because I had so much fun (laughs) so if I sound weird in this recording that's why that'll do it (laughs) I think I've recovered now though yeah you sound a lot better yeah I've just got a horrible cough but it's fine yeah Yeah. but it was well worth it good and I love Bristol so much I love Brighton too but Bristol's probably the city I could live like it's the only city in the south I'd live in oh okay hands down it's gorgeous I love every part of it well, Even I've... the shady parts, Ooh. especially the shady parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only ever really been to Bristol that one time. Me and you got the train down to Exeter and had to change over there. So Absolutely doesn't count. It really doesn't, no. We'll do a I field trip. I think the furthest we went was to the Tesco Express to buy more train beers. Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it was a lovely day, though, from what I recall. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. We'll do a field trip episode because it's Art Central. It's so good. They have some great, like, free museums and galleries. Oh. So that's on the to-do list. Perfect. I love free things. Nice. Nice. What about you, Alice? What's good? Oh, what's good with me? Also concerns you, and I hope it was good with you, was uh, yesterday of the day of recording was Good Friday, and me, Rosie, and, like, half my family and a few uh, other friends all went to Wyland Brewery for, like, burgers and beer. I talked a while ago about Battle of the Burger that's on. Um, It was so good. Just nice food, nice beers. Then my dad got sick of waiting for beers. So then he, him and his big sister ran over to the Londres to buy like two crates of beer because <laughs> we're just sitting in the park having a drink. Mm-hmm. It was great. Rosie got so sunburned. I am currently so sunburned. <laughs> Before recording, Alice just had to like wipe moisturizer all over my back because yeah. it's not pretty, guys. <laughs> it's really, really grim. It's quite red. <laughs> yes, angry. Angry, it's a good word for it. Yeah, it's yeah. very angry, bright red. Better than it was yesterday. Well, that's good. And yesterday was so lovely, it was worth it. It was such a nice day. Like, if you haven't been to Wyland Brewery, just go anyway, because it's yes. nice. But especially when they've got events like that on. Just great. There's about a million people, a million more dogs. Oh, it's good if good dog spotting. Yeah, we had one dog come up to and say hello, and that was just nice. Yeah, and we often play the game of naming dogs. We do. We specifically have a group group chat dedicated to that. The Good Boy Naming Society. The Good Boy Naming Society, yes. <laughs> Boys yeah. in B-O-I is the way it's supposed to be spelled. Yeah, for cute the things. The way it was intended. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good things. Lots of good things. Lots of good things. Do you know what else is a good thing? What's a good thing? The thing we're going to talk about this week. <gasps> oh, that's a lovely coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It never happens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love it when a good plan comes together. Honestly, such a good time. Um, we went down to Side Gallery because they've got a whole bunch of new exhibitions opening. Um, but we want to talk about one in particular because we were captivated, to say the least. Oh, yeah. It was just delightful. Whimsical, almost. Ooh, that's a good word for it. I thought it was. I, I mean, I, I agree. Cool. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> good, thing, good thing we can do this. <laughs> it's a Side Gallery, as we've talked about before in here, haven't we? Have we? Yes. 
small town inertia. small town inertia oh thank god for that okay cool the side gallery is like a documentary uh, photography gallery uh down on the side down by the quayside and they've always got usually at least two exhibitions on at once mm-hmm. and this time we've got three um the one we're going to talk about is forest by yan wang preston and it's just mint it's so cool it's something i'd never even seen like i'd not seen anything like it before yeah ever. oh yeah same it's all about um like uh yan wang preston is like a british chinese uh, photographer artist and she's what a cool outlook she must have i know is a she yes yeah um she started like this it's like a seven year long project in Chongqing in china which is where ellie is right yeah. now so hopefully she can have some fun input on this uh, exhibition um she started in Chongqing, and then i think kind of migrated over to i don't know if i've wrote the word down but i think it's haidong it's a different chinese province slash city slash something like that regardless it's all about like kind of concept of well, not just the concept of a forest city, but kind of just how forests and cities are like kind of being messed with in like mm-hmm. this age of like human kind of interaction, yeah, and like disruption. Yeah, oh, I like that because yeah, what is yeah, what is nature and mm-hmm. what is natural? Because there's that probably fact. I don't know if it's just a theory, but it's probably a fact that there is nowhere on earth that is untouched by humans at this point whether it be that we've not we might not have ever set foot there but the like, like pollution yeah, yeah we know about it and like the pollution of oh like yeah. you know like plastic it's in the ocean airborne it's in the oceans it's in the ground like it's everywhere so there is nowhere that is untouched by us well so in the kind of like literature and stuff for this exhibition it mentions uh all of this in the context of the anthropocene which is our current kind of epoch if you will very cool so i can't remember other names for the epochs but it's basically like a like a measurable amount of time in the earth's existence it's how old's the earth like it's a good few billion years old right i think so it's been around for a while um so we're apparently currently in the anthropocene which is the uh, era um of significant human impact on the earth's geology and ecosystems and stuff and like that includes but it's not limited to climate change so this whole project with that kind of backdrop is remarkably interesting because Definitely. it's all about humans kind of just messing with nature, whether it be tearing down entire trees and stuff to make a new city or having a city and being like, hmm, we should put some trees back in. Yeah. So it's just that kind of like messing with it. And there's all sorts of stuff like that. Like I always talk about the Lake District and how it's mm. basically victorians decided that's what beautiful was and so manufactured this idealized countryside of like like loads of the lakes aren't actually natural lakes they were made and stuff because they were like we want more lakes and loads of their little like loads you know like country gardens and things that locally we have cragside yes which looks wild and like like it's untamed and Mm -hmm. like this wild garden but it's been grown and planted and yeah. then you get to the edge if you haven't been to cragside guys go national it's trust it's one of my favorite places in the world but you get to like the edge of the garden and then you actually look over on what is natural and it's just moors mm-hmm. and then you look ra- like around you in the park and it's like these amazing trees and f- like plants everywhere and stuff and it's like, like of kind of rockery yeah. kind of stuff and it's that idea of like that's what we think natural is but 
in real life that's not always the case like our understanding of natural is manufactured a lot of the time yeah well i think think about crogside in relation to this like especially in relation to like Chongqing, um is like different maybe it's kind of aspects or standards so obviously that was like victorian times or whatever when crogside was formed mm-hmm. and Chongqing is like a metropolis it's like a mega city yeah i was gonna like, mention that this is like bigger than any city yeah it's like has probably. probably like 30 million people live there or something mm. like that i mean like china in general its population is just mental yes and its cities are like i can't even imagine yeah so it's like multiple humongous. times the size of like london and stuff yeah. so it's like i can't really comprehend it because i just simply no and haven't seen it so loads of people i think ellie was saying because she is teaching English there at the moment, uh, started the podcast with us and then abandoned us. <laughs> <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> We're busy. <laughs> um, but she was saying it's like, obviously they build up a lot of the time, but then mm. it's like you go into like a skyscraper and like the different floors. It isn't like how we have skyscrapers like dedicated to things. It's like you go up to like the 20th floor and there's just a cafe there mm-hmm. that you can go to. Or like, oh, nice. you know, it's like it's, it's like the city truly does exist on levels which is cool yeah that's so interesting and then it's like in the concept of this um of it being like all trying to be made into a forest city to try and reintroduce greenery and all that kind of stuff it's kind of interesting to consider how you would do that because you know greenery generally grows on the ground Mm -hmm. and there's definitely more buildings on ground and very 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 tall buildings yes and then they also the a lot of these buildings are so tall the plants might not get enough light and water yeah. and things like that so it's just technically very challenging and yeah, like i think like, the city planning that must go into this is like as complicated as like public transportation and stuff like that like this is a yeah. mission oh absolutely and the way it's been documented is so cool like it's like really cool like street photography would you say I would say so, yeah, like it, street like, photography yeah. and everything's all really nice. Like there's lots of nice lines and like colour tones and like And everyone I love that contrast. I think everyone does that lovely contrast between the industrial, mm-hmm. really like concrete and glass and stuff like that, and then the natural, like yeah. leaves and fo- foliage? foliage. Foliage. Foliage I would say. And like yeah, like it's just a cool contrast. It I really like is, it. yeah. And then it's not even like sometimes it's like a really remarkable outstanding contrast like that it's like oh wow super green and lovely and then there's like clean concrete lines and all that kind of stuff but sometimes it's just a bit minging like there is one of like this kind of grimy street corner and there's just a kind of tree that i think surrounded not with like a caution tape but like just something like that like this tree is like kind of in its own little patch of grass literally like maybe it's a meter by two meters little bit of grass and it's got i think it's got like sticks supporting it up like it's not that much yeah. it's not a big tree but it's like just this grimy sad little tree on this grimy street corner and it's like is, is this a forest city there's one tree here yeah what can you class as a forest mm-hmm. yeah like and also is it that like the forest is the entire city so any tree in oh. that area is a forest or is it thinking of the location like yeah because you're right one tree is not a forest yeah one tree does not a forest make (laughs) (laughs) and you can quote us on that we are experts on forests after all well (laughs) yeah and a lot of it's very although the photographs themselves are very aesthetic there's loads where there's like yeah like plastic plays a big part in it yes well and as someone that works in a plastic free zero waste shop 
I'm very sensitive to this. Yes. It's something I think about all the time. Well, it's interesting because this exhibition is in one part about the kind of concept of a forest city, like specifically in Chongqing, and then the other part is about Haidong, where it's not necessarily opposite, but it kind of is. So it's like Chongqing is like a modern like metropolis, like a kind of in one of those like new cities where it was like the area was like kind of mapped out. Some stuff probably was destroyed to like build it, but it's like all like new stuff. Whereas Haidong, or at least the area, I think it's Haidong, I should have written it down. <laughs> or like the area is like really old village and stuff. Um, so it's like really old, like family buildings and homes and stuff are being knocked down to build this city, which currently is a ghost town. There's like no one really lives there. They're just building it because population. One day, yeah. someone's probably going to live there, but not right now. So it's like there's not really a pressing need. So because of that, the kind of like one of the things they're doing like to the agriculture and stuff is like obviously digging up a bunch of, you know, soil and dirt so they can like build stuff and then replacing it with kind of like a red topsoil where like non-indigenous trees are going to be planted back into it. But not yet. And because that's not happening yet, they're kind of looking at a more like cosmetic kind of greenery. So they're covering up all like the gross like soil and stuff with like this really bright green plastic netting Mm -hmm. so it's just that's a interesting concept um contrast sorry within just that rather than compared to the forest city of having actual green leaves and stuff like to have like this green netting across like an entire like side of a hill and then as you were saying there's some with like literally like trees with plastic bags on them yeah it's strange and for me it very much like defeats the point in a lot of ways because the idea of like having a green city and like trees and plants and like a nature like an element of nature in the urban Mm -hmm. but then like we're having like a plastic crisis right now so yes oh well while we wait for the green stuff yeah let's just cover everything in plastic yes what how what (laughs) let's make a whole bunch of this new plastic (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then cover over all this old stuff with it in the like just just for now it's so silly but it's like yeah it's really interesting that idea of um Chongqing this like it's full it's a Mm. full place it's a bustling metropolis bustling indeed and that they're like making an effort to put as I say put nature in the urban interesting cool I'm into it Mm -hmm. but then like firstly let's talk about the concept of a ghost town oh yeah that's mad that's so I mean like most countries are far too small and overpopulated already to like have ghost towns but like china's that's that's just something unique that must be like somewhat unique to china because i've heard stories of like philanthropists building cities for like poorer parts of china and then like no one wanted to move there because they like it's a well it's yeah and also it's like well it's who would want to like eventually people will live there just because there is demand Mm -hmm. but to build it preemptively that's such a such a strange concept very much and like i don't know the idea of moving to a ghost town like who, who's gonna be the first person to do that yeah <laughs> you know kind of makes us Spooky. think of um like i am legend yeah where it's obviously <laughs> just him alone in new york and stuff obviously that's a, a post-apocalyptic kind of horror dealy what, but, like what it kind of makes me think of is you know when they make like whole like massive estates like Sub- they make a new suburbia yeah and then like people will buy those houses yeah but i think it's really strange emma who i went to visit in brighton her mum's just moved to a new 
Oh, okay. A new house in a new build, like a new estate. But it's so strange because they were one of the first people to buy a house and it's still kind of a building site. Oh. So maybe that's comparable, but like that's an estate, not a whole city. Yeah. So think about maybe for like our dear listeners, that's <laughs> something like that's comparable maybe? I would say so. Because it's definitely like a different scale. But yeah, scale, so it's like imagine needs, that, but a whole city. Like I think it's strange sometimes like me and my dad went up to, oh no, we went down to County Durham to go for a big walk the other day and like we're just kind of passing like just like some field and a little country road and like they were building like estates and stuff for homes you could buy and like it's not that strange a site but I think it's kind of strange because I'm just like, I don't know, I live in the middle of like quite a populated, just like a really residential area in Gateshead. So it's like all old terrace houses and stuff and there's the occasional kind of new house but then just to see kind of completely empty fields and then there's new houses starting to be built. That's how it works. I know that. But <laughs> it just looks strange to walk past or to drive past for a sec so I can't imagine like a massive city of just empty new buildings. Well, I think it's like that, the idea of the uncanny. Mm. Like it's familiar but well, spooky at the yeah. same time because no one's there. It's like purpose built for people but people are not there and yeah. that's so strange and it is it's like very black mirror mm-hmm. i don't know cool though yeah so that was a kind of a tangent yeah. but really like ghost relevant towns. tangle yeah tangle <laughs> relevant tangent <laughs> was a bit of a tangle i want to watch tangled now <laughs> yeah it's been ages class film <laughs> well um one thing i want to talk about um like a specific kind of piece it's kind of like a little trio of images i think at least there's a couple images with like a little bit of writing on the wall about a tree called frank frank so this is our friend frank our bezzy mara frank <laughs> um so frank was in this tiny um it was like a this cute little village and by this point frank was a 300 year old tree nice like, one. Do you, know, you just look at a tree and like oh dang yeah it gets it's seen some stuff happy birthday <laughs> Happy birthday, Frank the Tree. <laughs> um, but this little village uh, was kind of near a dam. Um, and I, it's not clear whether the dam was go- about to burst through like uncontrolled like reasons or if they were going to let it like burst, like create a new river or whatever. So like they were basically moving the village. And so they're moving this tree. Um, and this tree was like bought um by a like a big hotel in a different like kind of prefecture like area province and well it's it's one of those things as well it's not even a hotel that existed yet it says it's like the bought by this planned hotel and they paid like a decent amount of money for it like because they had to pay like because it's such an old tree and trees are you know like hard to move got lots of roots kind of big all that stuff and uh, the police had to get involved to like help coordinate it through the streets and stuff. So it cost £25,000 to buy the tree and to mm-hmm. get it there. And then apparently someone else made them an offer of £70,000 to buy Ooh. this tree. But they declined. And um, someone asked one of the guards, like, is, is this tree not just going to die? And he was like, no, no. Like, we've got experts at this. Like, people can replant trees. No problem. Sadly, two years later, that tree died. Oh, Frank. I know, Frank. Just yes, yeah, so that's like a thing that happens. That's crazy, and it is mentioned in like the like the bit of info that you see at the gallery that like in this sort of era of like 
trees being moved back into um like cities and stuff like that they can become like a bit of a commodity like yeah kind of like depending on like the size and how old they are people will pay more for them honestly something i've never thought about yeah and i was just telling rosie before it made us think a little bit of um the novel um do androids dream of electric sheep basically the by book. philip k Dick. yes it's the book that blade runner is based on and it's something that's not explored as much in the movie but definitely more so in the book is that you know it's like the future bad stuff happened animals aren't really a thing yeah so like if, everything's gone extinct so if you own a live animal oh boy like status symbol central yeah and it kind of it's that sort of thing it depends on like what the animal is like you got a you got a bird cool i guess you got a sheep you got a cow hot damn you must be rich oh yeah and people can buy like fake like android ones because you know they're good at making androids in mm-hmm. in this world so i think in a kind of post-apocalyptic not even no not even post-apocalyptic in the future future in our future cool mildly likely <laughs> probably dystopian like that could also be a thing i mm-hmm. think they'll probably find a way of like producing all the oxygen taking the carbon dioxide out of the air and stuff but it won't be with real trees yeah so if you can have oh, a real whoa. tree to do that for you oh boy that would be so cool i'm now like i'm going this is a tangent oh right imagine <laughs> there are these like machines that do that and they're yeah. everywhere and we call them trees but imagine if it's like <gasps> proper sci-fi and it's like t-r-e-e wait how do you spell tree yep T-R-E. yeah nice one t-r-e-e <laughs> but it like stands for something like do you know like like classic sci-fi oh, thing okay like, or it so could even like, be like tr like three three or like it could oh, be some oh yeah some kind of chemical composition somewhere down the line maybe and then like you have quote-unquote forests mm-hmm. and they're like made of quote-unquote trees <laughs> and things and then like only the rich and powerful have actual trees but they're like inside their mansions yes do you know what like is that. there's a movie it might be the lorax is the yeah, Lorax the, the Lorax one? Is about saving trees. Yes, it is because it's got Zac Efron in it, and that's who it was. <laughs> so I've re- never seen it. I just know the book. Oh my god, it's so good. I love it, and I love the soundtrack. Is this the Doctor Zeus? Yes, yeah. I think so. Um, but like that's kind of this. So like this is like a really industrial. This being the Lorax is like yeah. a very industrial sort of like town slash world, and this kid like talks to the Lorax. And he kind of proves himself like worthy enough and he gets a, mm-hmm. a seed and manages to plant it in the middle of the town, even though the mayor doesn't want him to because the mayor sells air yeah. or like he has a deal. It's like very overly symbolic of like the American capitalist system specifically. Yes. It's a great Lorax, movie. like defends trees. Yes. He's like almost so like... I'm the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Yes. Like the spokesperson for yes. trees, which honestly we need. Like yes. the Amazon is dying and that, therefore we will die. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this is what, like, again, tangent. This <laughs> is just such an inspiring exhibition and it makes me, like, think about so many cool things. Like, yeah. we've just had the sci-fi section of this podcast. We're now going to go on to the eco side of this pod- podcast because people talk about, like, environmental stuff, like, the planet is dying and, like, all this stuff. And it's like, no, guys, this isn't about... It's what we kind of talked about with this era of human intervention in nature. It's, this isn't about the planet dying. The planet will continue. We will die. Like, yes. this is about human extinction. So the the way we're going now... Eco Rosie is coming out to play. <laughs> the way we're going now, this isn't like, oh, no, boo-hoo, like, the planet's dying, the sea, like, sea's full of ocean and this sort of stuff, like the earth will die like no it will just become impossible to accommodate human and maybe mammal life yeah and like us we will die 
And when we die, the earth will carry on and it won't care because the earth has existed for millions of years before us and will continue for millions of years after. So when people talk about climate change and sustainability and being eco-friendly, it's never about the planet and don't ever think it is. Mm. It's only about human extinction. Yeah. (laughs) Ran over. Oh no, please. Great. So many people like don't understand that. Yeah. So it's vital that we do like introduce like like tree planting projects and like beach cleanups ocean cleanups like clean the air because it's like this isn't about like the actual ocean or trees or the air because those things will be fine however we need a certain amount of those things to Mm. continue living yes they are (laughs) they're a bit important like this is a lot about you know it's china which has obviously a mad population and population growth is a great like idea like that's a great like cool thing to think about in relation to like environmental issues because population growth is probably one of the scariest things in environmental issues at the moment because Mm. right now we already don't have enough natural resources to accommodate all the people we have Mm -hmm. on the planet so and like china's a perfect example like they had their one child rule for a long time and i think that's been revoked now i think so but I'm like a big believer. I think everyone should only be allowed to have two kids. Oh, okay. Fight me. <laughs> you should have like two kids because that replaces you. <laughs> two or less. <laughs> I love that you're saying this and I'm a triplet. <laughs> no, but like that's just how it should be. I well, like fair stand enough. by it. Okay. But then, like I'm not obviously I, I can't tell anyone what to do. I don't like I'm not like I'm not going to enforce this because actually well, you're one of four. I am one of four. Yeah. So better worse <laughs> but i like, know it's just one of those things but like people don't have to do what i say but that's true i myself will have two or less okay because it just wouldn't sit right with my environmental beliefs that's fair enough but yeah everyone was like oh no that's awful infringing on like human rights like no everybody dying is infringing on human rights so there you are okay <laughs> trees please more trees all the time trees please <laughs> please stop cutting down the rainforest let's start having like forest cities yeah because it looks like cool sci-fi and i want more of that yeah and i also want to live that's also good <laughs> well speaking of how cool forest cities look your favorite image of this exhibition yes. is very much like exemplary of that this um, it's such a perfect image it could no joke be like digitalized like a concept for a sci-fi film mm-hmm. like a huge sci-fi epic set in a wonderful like utopian society <laughs> where like every everyone lives in harmony with like nature and humans and animals and everyone's happy all the time mm-hmm. it's this huge piece and it's it looks like it's under a motorway yeah like underneath like a series of like motorways really yeah so do you know like when motorways is one like a classic one in like newcastle where it's like all curvy roads and stuff oh, going on the coast road and that near yeah. the universities um so like massive concrete pillars and then there's kind of like weird concrete like where the road is yeah and they're like kind of as if you're under a bridge and it's all very like brutalist, like square and yeah. grey. I think very much of like American, like the interstate or the highway yeah. or whatever it is. Like yeah. just the really, really tall ones are like a good way off the ground, but yeah. they're all like concretey. Like as tall as a skyscraper. Yeah. Except this is so this is like a huge wide shot. It's amazing. It's a very big image. Huge. Can't stress it enough. And I would say, like, if you 
are like second guessing if you're going to go to this exhibition or not this is the image worth seeing i was gonna say this one image should convince you to go yeah if you're gonna go for one thing i think this is it Mm -hmm. huge it's definitely like a centerpiece the way it's like being positioned in the gallery space and so it's kind of under these huge pillars with the roads above um there's just kind of a lovely garden it's gorgeous so there's like grass there's trees and then like ivy and leaves have started growing up the concrete Mm -hmm. so you can imagine it in like decades to come where all of it's covered in ivy and the trees have grown as tall as the road so the peak like the top of the foliage Mm -hmm. kind of and then i think if you were driving it would almost be like just like little bushes on the side of the road except it's not it's huge trees yeah and then i imagine it would have i imagine it would sound really interesting because you could have like the sound of the cars but then probably birds chirping probably you would hope so insects and stuff because the the climate there would accommodate quite well for that sort of thing yeah really cool and then there's that nice idea of like maybe the trees could cancel out the emissions of the cars yeah or we could hope yeah but it's help it's so cool and the image is so crisp alice you like commented on this when we saw yeah, it like, like everything's in focus because it's an action shot like there's children playing it looks like there's like yeah just people going about their day or just having a nice time i'm sure there's like people dancing and mm. running around and just like playing sports and everyone's just having a lovely time as i say utopia (laughs) a lot of it's like basked in sunshine isn't it yeah because that was interesting before because you mentioned that like in like a huge city like sunlight's hard to get to places so Mm -hmm. it's nice that nice in this image that a lot of it is like just in the sun it looks just so i want to be there i'll hang out there for like a picnic or an afternoon or whatever and then after we went to see this ellie in Chongqing actually posted pictures of this exact place yeah she's been in real life and she took pictures and it looks even more magical just her little snapshots it looks fantastic so we'll post those on the Instagram alongside just you know the images in the exhibition yeah because it's just so interesting to see this isn't the artist like creating anything they're Mm -hmm. just capturing what is actually there it's just so kind of fantastical it looks like sci-fi yeah it's bizarre and it kind of because everything's in such sharp focus and because like just all how it all looks it makes me think a lot of like um what's the word for it like a concept image yeah like you know like when like a building someone's gonna build like a shopping mall or whatever so like they have like all the shops that could be there and all the people that probably will go but like obviously they're all cut out from different images so there everything's in focus yeah and there's like, like a weird kind of light to it it's too perfect yeah this kind of reminds us of something like that and i love it it's so cool because then it's like there's this lovely contrast it's almost like dusty because of the sunlight you know, yeah it's like really bright kind of weirdly saturated the way the light's hitting everything and like the concrete's so dull but then the trees are so colorful yeah yeah and in the background you can kind of see the haze of like building sites you know Mm. when there's like dust and concrete dust and and there's probably like lots of smog because that's definitely a thing so it's like a kind of interesting contrast there so yeah it's like hazy in the background but then really crisp in the foreground and yeah fantastic it's just dare i say it the perfect image it really could be it's so nice like go and test us on that please like okay podcast recommended <laughs> this might be the perfect photograph mm-hmm. so that's high praise very much so please go like i want to know everyone listening i want to know your opinion i need to know 
if this is just us kind of fangirling because <laughs> we both very much love sci-fi yeah <laughs> and this very much this is very reminiscent of a lot of sci-fi things but then sci-fi just simply reflects the like social political and environmental issues of the time so it does do that and as does this exhibition so maybe that's the link we're making it could be i like that yeah that could very much be it that's a theory yeah i like it good cool. theory <laughs> it's a sick exhibition there's there's nothing you won't like about it I'd i really, i would yeah. go so far as to say but it's not the only exhibition that's on its side right now. We're not going to have like a proper chat about these, but there's um there's just a couple of things that are really cool. There's upstairs to that is an exhibition called X Photo by a photographer called uh, Alice Tomlinson, and it's like really cool like black and white uh, like portraiture and pictures of different pilgrimage like Christian pilgrimage sites yeah. around the world. So there's one in Lords in France, in Bolivarni in Ireland, and Grabarka in Poland. And they're all taken on a 4x5 large format camera, which is just cool. I would like to try mm. and use one of those one day, but they expensive. Mm. Um, but like a, a good quality about large format cameras is like the ridiculous shallow depth of field you can get. Like they're great for portraits and stuff. But it's like black and white photos of people. And like some of them are like in what I would consider like oldie timey, like Christian clothes, like proper like, Cause it's like fryer a tuck sort of. Yeah. And if it's, like, for religious reasons, that doesn't need age. Like, it doesn't need to change over time. Yeah. So, like, it looks very, like, timeless, but also not timeless because it's very much frozen in our idea of what religion was. Yeah, So it looks, because it's black and white, Mm -hmm. and because a lot of this is, like, modesty, so it's, like, simple and just, like, well-made garments Mm -hmm. and, you know, girls with just their hair tied back and in a forest or whatever yeah or like just in a really like simple environment it looks like it could be of another time it does it's just kind of ghostly in a way yeah kind of ghostly yeah but then maybe that's like tropes from horror films that we uh (laughs) well could be (laughs) because that's unfortunately just the way of media that that is the way and um there's like a little film up there which is like an interview with one of the the ladies that she photographed and cool. it's pretty sick and then downstairs like on the the ground floor when you go in like in the back corner there's a, a series of images and there's a video piece called a uh, portrait of an invisible illness 2 by juliet chenery robson um and it's all about um emmy like the illness mm-hmm. i can't remember what emmy stands for it's some long medical phrase but it's it kind of considered like an invisible illness. Like I can't remember if it's that like, there's not really symptoms of it, or like nothing like that's like easily pinpointable. But like I think it's quarter of a million people in the UK suffer from it, mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to like document and stuff. So like it's quite a metaphorical kind of project. Yeah. Um, but it's just super interesting. Really well done. And um, there was a lot of like portraits of like it was like the before and after, and then accounts from those people about mm-hmm. their life. Like, yeah, that there was the before and after of how yeah. this illness has affected their lives. And it's super important to document that sort of thing. It's the exact same with, like, disability, mental health. Mm-hmm. There's so many different, you know, invisible problems yeah. that need addressing. And art's such a cool way to translate those issues and ideas through to people that might not have ever experienced anything like that. Yeah. 
and it's just really cool the curation for that one's quite different because it's kind of like sprawling like it's in like a kind of corner so in theory it's got like three in a little bit walls to work with mm -hmm. so all like the photos and like different like pieces are all in frames and they're all kind of like not higgledy piggledy but they kind of really wrap all around the walls like not yeah. in perfect like neat like spaced out bits like the other two exhibitions have but it's just cool it's yeah. like a nice little like, different i'm sure they're different sizes all the images are different so. sizes and very like different forms yeah so yeah like some portraits some kind of still life some landscape like and some are like um like documents and like more mm. personal kind of effects and stuff like that so it's really cool you really get like cool. a pretty interesting insight stretching that idea of like photography as well because yeah like documents and things and yeah. old photographs that aren't necessarily the artists but yeah like almost like archive material yeah definitely so yeah so, loved it and yeah that that was cool because i love portraits of people in their bedrooms mm -hmm. and i'm sure that had a couple there was a couple yeah people in their bedrooms because i think that's such an intimate space and that's such a like wonderful way to portray someone because yeah. it's be people's bedrooms like that's how they like curated their environment like a lot of people that's the only space they have that's like their bubble that reflects yeah. them perfectly so the portrait extends to the background yeah definitely love it absolutely i think that's really cool it really is so there's like a massive like breadth of stuff happening at side gallery yeah. at the minute and i think all these exhibitions are on until the 9th of june nice so you've got a whole bunch of time and check out side gallery because they also have a cinema yes yeah, side cinema there's actually a program of films on at the minute nice. um i think it's specifically to do with women in film always good it's more specific but it's generally that theme but i think that's until the middle of may so you'll have a couple of weeks or a week in a bit by the time this episode comes out to like check out what films are still left to come on so it should be should be pretty interesting as always we'll like link everything and it like it'll be tagged on like, yeah instagram and twitter like the and blog all and the all rest that. yeah so <laughs> keep your eyes peeled and yes. check outside absolutely um, and we would like to wrap up these episodes as to kind of talk about something that we're looking forward to doing. So, for example, I'm looking forward to... It's not like a concrete plan, but I was talking to my friend this morning and I'm going to go visit her in Liverpool at some point because I haven't been. Yes. And we keep on saying, like, anytime I, like, comment on, like, her Instagram or something, it's like, oh, it'd be really cool when you come over. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, it really will. I'm like, I should try and Actually set a, make that happen. set a date <laughs> for that. So we're in the process of sorting that out. Nice one. But should be good. Liverpool looks mint. Liverpool is mint. Like, I'm very surprised I haven't been. Like, I am also surprised you haven't been. I know. Says the woman who's been once. <laughs> <laughs> and judging me for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it should be nice. There's lots of cool art things. And it'd be nice to see Liverpool and, like, meet our friends. So Tate cool. Liverpool. Hmm? Tate Liverpool. Tate Liverpool. Uh, Output Gallery. Um, New Eye or something like that. It's like a Ooh. photo gallery that I want to check out there. When is the Liverpool biannual? Yeah. Ooh. if it's not this year we'll go next year yeah <laughs> awesome <laughs> plan yes that's what i'm looking forward to no it's not <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say what are you looking forward to rosie uh well as you may remember i moved house recently you did do that like a month ago a little over a month ago oh and it really doesn't feel that way i feel like i've lived there forever which is lovely because it nice. is home like it feels homely and it just feels it's there's good vibes in that house so i want to share those good vibes with all my friends and people i like so i'm having a housewarming yay can't wait i don't want it to be like mad but i don't want it to be not mad okay so somewhere <laughs> in the happy medium yes i want everyone to have a banging time no kick out time mm -hmm. oh damn so we have a lovely spare room nice 
so yeah just properly excited and I think I've got like so far a really good selection of people coming yes yeah it's and we just had a like a film night yeah well we mentioned a while ago something that I was looking forward to was our too cool for school movie night and we had that we just had and I am amazed we crammed that many people into your living room yeah there was a good amount of people there was like at least 10 of were yeah and we ordered pizza. I left half of it at Rosie's like an idiot. I could have had it for breakfast the next, next morning. And but... instead I had it for breakfast the next morning. <sighs> well, <laughs> a gift from me to you then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was great because I got the projector. So the TV is the entire living room wall. Yes. And we watched all the best films mm-hmm. from like the early 2000s. Yeah. School of Rock might have been my favourite. <sighs> no, St. Trinian's. A bit easy, eh? Easy was better so than good. I remembered it. Like, yeah. I haven't seen it in years. I'll definitely watch it at least once a year just for whatever reason. Good. But it's it seemed one. better to watch with friends because there was, like, yeah. a chorus of, like, agreement of, like, oh, dang, that's surprisingly good. And, oh, okay. Yeah, because a lot of people, because it was the last one we watched, all of them had been of a certain caliber that might not have been good. Yeah, like, <laughs> Wild, enjoyed it, but... Wild Child was the film that immediately preceded that one. And I love that movie. But I can't, I knew I knew it was bad. I knew it was bad. But I didn't realise how bad until I was in a room of other people who were like, What the fuck is this? Like this is stupid. I'm like, Yeah, yeah it's a lot more stupid than I thought it was. Who knew? I know. But But still thoroughly enjoyable. I would still would. recommend it. Absolutely. And yeah, easy A. No slut shaming, please. No. Is the message of that film. Pretty much. And yes. don't be an extremist. And also that one. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, love yeah. those two messages yeah, quite right? a lot. Good, good so. messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Don't <laughs> let people take advantage of you and yeah like, own yeah, your life exactly own your life like don't be afraid to like get be out there just... be you tell the world no no stop it yeah stop judging me stop that right now yeah. <laughs> in a <very> stern tone <laughs> can't <laughs> but yeah that was fab yeah so these are the good things yes exhibition was a good thing very side so. gallery is a good thing yes art in general is usually a good thing pretty good yeah so hope everyone here listening is good too. Yes, absolutely. Um, check us out on all the socials yes. at Hey Art What's Good on Twitter and Instagram, www.heyartwhatsgood.com. Yeah. For the website. Yeah. That's where we're going with that. Okay, cool. And then you can email her. Got an email, heyartwhatsgood at gmail.com. So yeah, yeah. get I've in got touch. A contact form on the website. We do have a contact well. form which people use. Yay! We have some to respond to actually, so I'll do that after this. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, get in touch because we love it. Yes, and we've got some like nice recommendations recently, so yes, I appreciate that. We love recommendations. We can't get enough of them. Yeah. We need. We want things to see. We don't yes. just want to like keep going to the same places over and over. We want new things. Yeah. So if you know something new going on, let us know, and we'll probably go. Yeah. Yeah. That rhymed. Yay! I'm a poet. <laughs> Just didn't know it. We're going to end up there. <laughs> Before this goes in utter nonsense and madness. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.